And when you decide to do it, all of a sudden, everything just flows, right? One thing after another. It's like one thing after another. I mean, you know, it's crazy. Get ready, because here I come. there and welcome to the Just Boldly Go podcast where I help women face their fears, set goals, and take imperfect action towards creating a life they can't wait to get out of bed for every single day. If you'd like to see what we have going on, you can head over to JustBoldlyGo.com and if you're a women-owned business, we'd love to invite you to join our women-owned business directory at SheOwns.org. All right, so this morning I have with me Jane Hyatt, who is an absolutely amazing woman that I've known for a few years now, and I'll let her tell you what she does. Hello, Jane. Thank you for joining me. Hey, Amanda. Good to see you. It's been a long time since I've been up there in Hicksville, Ohio. (laughs) It has been a while. (laughs) I think it's been probably about six years since I've been up there. That sounds about right. And yeah, that's crazy. Time flies. Yep. When you're having fun. So tell my listeners what it is you do and where you're located, because it is definitely not Hicksville, Ohio. It is definitely not Hicksville, Ohio, and it's definitely not even America right now. I'm actually in Kiev, Ukraine. And some people say, oh, my goodness, is that Russia? Not, no, it's not Russia. <laughs> Hasn't been Russia since August 24th, 1991. So it is an independent country fighting for their own and still, in, on, still have a war going on in the east with Russia, sadly. I am co-founder of a rehab center for children at risk, and uh, Barbara Kleiber is the other co-founder, and we've been doing this since um, 1999. That's amazing. Yeah. Really amazing. Yeah. How did you come to even be part of it? Was it just something like, well, you tell me, how did you become to be part of it? Okay. Well, um, you know, to plagiarize the title of your podcast... I just boldly went. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) When I saw your podcast, I thought, just boldly go. Yeah, that's what I did. I just boldly went. So I went on a short-term trip in 1993. Okay. No. I don't remember. Three or four. Anyway. Oh, no. Four. Four. It was four. Sorry. It's been so many years, you kind of forget. And uh, anyway, um, when I was here, God just really touched my heart. Actually, I thought I was going to be in Moscow, and praise the Lord, he didn't send me there. He sent me to Kiev. I committed to come here for two years, and that was 26 years ago. Wow, that's amazing. That's really amazing. Yeah, it's been a good time. It's been a long, it's been a fun time. Those short-term trips, really, if you let them, are such a life changer. When I was 12 years old, my grandma went on a trip to Haiti, and I was so jealous. I had never been anywhere but Missouri because that's where my grandparents lived. And that's Mm -hmm. where the only, if my dad had vacation time, that's the only place we went. So my grandma goes to this exotic place called Haiti. And I'm like, I am going with you. As soon as I'm old enough, I'm going with you. So as soon as I turned 14, I went on a trip with her and my grandfather to Antigua in the Caribbean. And then two Mm -hmm. to Grand Cayman and then back to Antigua. And then I haven't been on a trip since, but those four trips really altered everything about my life, absolutely everything. And I really would like to take all of my kids on a trip to 
because I don't think it can't be replicated. There's nothing that can replace the feeling that you get when you're on a trip like that. No, no. My first trip, I went to Guatemala for uh, two weeks. Um, I was in, living in Indianapolis and uh, the church there. And the pastor said, I want to take 12 people because Jesus had 12 disciples, uh, not comparing himself to Jesus by any means. But uh, and he said, I want to take 12 people to Guatemala, Mexico for a mission trip. And I'd only been a believer for this was in 1965. Um, so I'd only been no 66. So I'd only been a believer for like mm, a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And he said mission trip. And I first said, uh, not Africa, is it? You know, <laughs> so we went, went to Guatemala. And when I was there, I really felt like the Lord called me to missions. But you know, I was a young whippersnapper of 18 or 19 years old. And you know, not the most obedient to the Lord, being a new believer, et cetera. And when you're 18, you know, you've got to sow your oats and feel your, make yourself proud and make some money. And I ignored the call until 1994 when God spoke clearly to me that he called me to missions. I had a nice house. I had a very good job. I was making six figures for a very large home improvement center. You can figure out what that is. It's rather orange in color. Uh, and uh, yeah I don't know if you have any up there but um, I left them and put my house up for sale and actually when I put the house up for sale I was like dear God please don't let anybody buy my house I really don't want to sell my house and that was when the market in Atlanta was pitiful houses just were not moving well lo and behold the real estate agent that I was using brings a couple to the house and I find out that they're relocating to Atlanta and they were with Dobson Ministries. And I was like, oh, James Dobson, by any chance? And they go, yeah, 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 you know him? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I listen to his podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> and the lady walks in and she goes, oh, darling this place just feels like ours. And I'm like in the kitchen going, dear God, please no, please no. (laughs) Lo and behold, they bought the house and I made it really hard. I said, okay, God, film me sell this house. This is the price. I'm not changing. I'm not paying closing costs and I'm not paying any attorney's fees. They're paying everything. I just get the money. Well, actually the bank gets the money, you know, for the mortgage. Yeah. And they took my price and they paid everything. And in three weeks, my house was sold. I was like, so what do I do with all my stuff? Because I had a fairly large house, like 3,200 square feet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I had a couple of roommates. And so I said, "Mm," I put all my stuff in climate controlled storage and went on a trip to Moscow, a short term trip for a month. And while I'm there, God really begins speaking to me and reminds me of my trip to Guatemala and says, uh, you know, I called you to missions back in 1968 and, um, you know, thanks for everything you've done for me, but this is still where I want you. And I'm like, okay. And then he gave me this strange verse. I mean, who reads Jonah on a regular basis? Right. <laughs> we watch the Veggie Tales movie Jonah, but we don't read the book of Jonah. So he gives me this verse 2.8, and it says, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. 
And God showed me clearly that all my stuff in climate controlled storage was an idol and I needed to sell it. You know, I had three yard sales in friends' houses because I didn't have a house anymore. Yeah. And so I had it in there. And the first one was pouring down rain, just cats and dogs pouring down rain. I thought nobody's going to come. We had it in the garage. Honey, that was an $8,000 yard sale. I sold so much stuff. <laughs> That's amazing. This is mind boggling. Yeah. And so in three yard sales, everything was sold. And all I had left was my Dalmatian dog and a car. And the car sold the two days before I left and a youth pastor wanted my Dalmatian dog to go running with him. And that's perfect for a Dalmatian. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm out of here. And <laughs> he made it really easy for you. <laughs> Once you finally right? said yeah. yes. But, but the amazing thing is, even though he told me in 1968, and this is 1994, you know, you can, you can do the math. We're like 28 years, 26 years later. And he never punished me. Mm -hmm. He still loved me. And he still brought me around to what his vision was for my life. Yep. And that's a God of graciousness and love and grace and mercy beyond measure, Absolutely. which encourages me to give the same thing to other people. God gave it to me mm -hmm. and I need to give it and share it with others. I love that. so. That's absolutely fantastic. Oh, here I am living I with also, 25 kids. <laughs> I love it. I love that you, um, that you waited and that he didn't punish you. Cause I, it, it was only about six years that I ignored him, but like I was sitting in church one day and he's like, you're going to work with women and you're going to, you know, encourage them and all, all these things. And I was like, Nope, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I don't even like women that much. <laughs> he's like, no, this is what you're doing. And I ignored and ignored and ignored. And then I was like, fine. All right. And you're right. No punishment for ignoring. Just, oh, oh, it's just time. great. It's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> And when you decide to do it, all of a sudden, everything just flows, right? One thing after another. It's like one thing after another. I mean, you know, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And your crazy verse from Jonah, mine is from Habakkuk. And I can't even quote it because it's like four verses. But who reads Habakkuk? Honestly, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying it right. <laughs> Nope, you are. Nobody. That book. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> so it's just grace. It's just mercy. And it's love. It's the Father's love for us that He never gives up. So that's why I love the title of your thing is just, just boldly go. That's the idea and is that, you know, it, 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 the thing I've noted about God is that the thing that He, he calls you to do is never the thing that makes sense. And no. you probably feel unqualified for it. But yep. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, this is what he made you to do and you're going to do it and he'll help you do it. Like, you don't have to figure everything out right now. Just no. one step forward and then the next and then the next. Yep. And wait on him. Yep. Which yep. is impossible sometimes. I am not a patient person. And sometimes he does make me wait and it is infuriating. <laughs> I've learned over the years to, to have a little patience. <laughs> I'm sure. So you, I know what you do, you know, I know what you, your whole thing is. It's called Father's Care, correct? Right. And you, how many kids, you said 25 right now is how many you have living there? Um, yep. Well, actually, you know, we just put uh, four back in families in the last two weeks. So we're at 21 today. Okay. So you 
take them when they're at risk and then the idea is to get them back to their families, correct? Right. Our goal is restoration of family. They come to either from, from, from parents who say, I've got a problem, an addiction problem, I need help. Or they come from the government who says, you know, if you don't take these kids, we're going to take the parental rights away. Uh, and so they come to us and we go through educational, medical, uh, which is important, and spiritual and social rehab. And they live with us for a time, usually anywhere between six months to 18 months. And then at the same time, we have social worker on our staff. We have two psychologists. Um, that's what I am also, but yeah. And we work with the parents to try to, most of the times it's just teaching the parents how to be a parent. Yeah. No guidebook yeah. came with these kids. Like no. <laughs> it's, really, no. it's so much harder no. than you think it is. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we try to do. And we've been doing this since now, since 1999, we started with a soup kitchen. Okay. Uh, a soup kitchen for a couple of years until we could find out why are kids on the street? What's the, what's the root cause? And in the meantime, the whole goal was to have this property that we have, which is uh, 12 acres and eight buildings. Okay. So it's a large piece of property and uh, put the kids back in family. But since we've been doing it, we've had over 400 kids here wow. and uh, the success rate and this is to God be all the glory, not to us, because our uh, my theme verse is Psalm 115, 1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but unto you be all the glory and the honor and the praise. And so the success rate is like 96% of these kids are either back in families or married and have their own families or have gone on to university. Of the family situation, the greatest majority is biological families. And some of them went to foster families because there was just no hope. And we've only had 18 international adoptions. We've got kids living in Canada. We've got kids living in Spain. Uh, we've got one little boy now who's living in Italy. And we've got a bunch of kids in America. Eager came from your place, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, we live, he was with uh, friends of mine and probably you know them also. Yeah, yep. Good kid. <laughs> They're sweet people. Love them to death. Yeah. So with the way COVID is right now, I'm assuming you're not having people come and, you know, do trips. No, right now, not. Okay. Not Any allowed. Yeah. Do so in the future? We hope so this summer that, that something will lighten up and the infection rate will go down and uh, they'll allow that right now. But right now, nobody can come in, nobody out. Um, our staff is it. And we wear masks all day long. Uh, with the kids and we're doing everything we're social distancing washing our hands doing everything you you're do? supposed to do <laughs> yeah and praying a lot <laughs> yeah so for my listeners how can what can they do to contribute or help or where can i send them to you know just well they can go to our website which is uh, fathers-care.org which you know you. <laughs> Um, uh, and there's a donate button on there and they can hit that and it, it comes directly to us, it goes to our uh, 501c3 in the state so they get their tax credit and all that stuff. And we have a board in the states. And, you know, I never touch the money. It's not allowed. That was my idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. It goes from bank to bank. So, you know, we want complete financial integrity. And right now, um, according to our 
finance person on the board who's a CPA, she says 99.2% of the money goes to the kids. I don't get a salary from here. Okay. Um, Barbara doesn't either. I'm supported separately at a separate foundation and I raise my own personal support. Okay. Where can people go to help with that if they want to? I can, I can get you the information. Yeah, that'd be uh, perfect. I'll put it in the, yeah. in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. But most important is for the kids. Yeah. Agreed. But you know, you need to be taken care of too. So. Well, that's true. I haven't, I haven't raised support for myself in a few years, which is probably not the wisest thing in the world, but you know, uh, I'm not starving as you can see. I'm <laughs> yeah, me either. hanging in there, not doing bad for an old lady. So um, is there any, you know, words of wisdom that you have for anybody out there? Like, you know, if, if they're feeling a tug on their heart for whatever it is God's planned for them. The best thing is just spending time with him and being quiet. I think that's my favorite time in the morning is spending time in the word. I tell God everything that I'm thinking, just like I'm talking to you is how I talk to him. And then I sit there and ask him what do you want to say to me? What do you want to show me today? And I'm quiet and I wait for the Holy Spirit and for the Lord to, to bring ideas to my mind. And it happens. It does. Mm -hmm. So it's just being patient, waiting and seeking his face. And uh, the hardest thing is dying to self, yeah. you know, killing our pride. Uh, that's ah, painful. So <laughs> painful. <laughs> God wants you to do something you're like, really? You know, really? <laughs> yes, Jane. I'm like, okay, but isn't this more important? No. <laughs> Let's come back over here. So, yeah, and I do um, a lot of debriefing of people that are going into this kind of thing and uh, some counseling. I'm here for advice if people want it. Awesome. And if they don't, that's okay. But uh, always willing to help anybody, even even anybody who your listeners who may have adopted from Ukraine who are having issues or problems, um, they can look me up on Facebook and send me a message if I can help. I will. Lots of times it's just them understanding better what the Ukrainian culture is versus the American culture, which is like night and day different. I'm uh, sure. I'm yeah. I'm really sure that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Thank but you for being willing yeah. to do that. And I was going to say, you know, I know that I do the same thing with God. That's like, I often go out and go for a drive and just like talk it all out with him. And yeah. my kids act like I'm crazy when I tell them I got an answer. And I'm like, no, like if you listen and you're quiet, you get an answer. And I know it's not me. I know it's not from my brain because it's not something that a makes no sense to me. B right. I would never think of on my own, but C is exactly what I have to do and will right. work. So yeah. it yeah. always, I call, I call them sometimes flaming arrows uh, <laughs> yeah. for me, because I'll ask, and this, th this thought will just go racing through my brain, the very first thing. And I'm like, Whoa, where'd that come from? I never <laughs> thought of that. Exactly. And then I realize that's God, but then I try to argue out of it. Yes. You know? So do I. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, it make any sense. And I'm like, well, but yes, it does make sense. Think about it. Just just bring it before the Lord and let him, you know, it's like baking a cake. You throw all the ingredients together, you put it in the oven, and you let the oven do its work. Yep. And, and bake the cake. And then you get this wonderful, delicious thing after a half an hour or 45 minutes. Ooh, making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure to chat with you. And yeah. 
you are the actual embodiment of Just Boldly Go. So thank you. Well, I got lots of good stories. So anytime you want some good stories, I love to share stories of what God's done, just amazing things. And, and yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm excited for what you're doing. God bless you. And I hope that God uses it just to show women, you know, we can be, we can just boldly go as long with his help. Yeah. yeah. With his help. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So super. Better, better, cause here I come.